Titans NFL. Now here's your hosts, Woot and Why. Welcome to another episode of the Woot and Why show. I'm Josh Woot. Um, Josh Y still um, recovering from his birthday celebrations. We haven't had a podcast since then. Yes. Um, I know he's ha- he's just, every single day, he doesn't let anyone forget that it was his birthday. <laughs> tweeting messages and says, hey no. man, you remember, it's still my birthday remember, month. Yeah, and I was like, you got to let this go. You really got to let this go. Uh, my birthday was actually ruined by an ankle injury. I obtained oh, basketball. I'm, I'm well aware. On Sunday night, uh, still still sore. I thought it was fine during the week, and, and then I had to run for the train twice, and now my foot has swelled up again, and it's I've got it strapped up now. The, um, the world's smallest violin. My brother, uh, you know, did a couple of courses in physio, and apparently now is an expert. So um, no, he's very good taking orders from him. But yeah, I ended up uh, was supposed to uh, me and my girlfriend. I finished early on Monday. We're going to uh, you know spend some time in the city, have a stroll around, maybe do some shopping. Mm. Um, and stuff like that, but um, the fact that I couldn't walk, um, we were stuck, so we ended up going to the IMAX and watching Suicide Squad, and it was terrible. You gotta be kidding me! I mean, how do you watch that? That makes stinks. It stunk. It was so bad. No, yeah, we've both seen it. We terrible. both think it's really bad. Do you reckon half the movie was spent introducing the characters? Yeah, and I think they realized they stuffed up, so they made it. They just put awesome intro songs to make it feel like WWE Raw a little bit. Be like, yeah, this is this guy, and this is his song. Yeah. And it was like, all right, cool soundtrack, <laughs> but the rest of it stunk. I know. Yeah, it was, just... yeah. I mean, however, the soundtrack is number one. Yeah, soundtrack, great. It's soundtrack, really good. Great stuff, but yeah, I just felt like, I think you know a movie's bad, so you add the soundtrack, you over-exuberate the uh, soundtrack. Oh, but with the cast, it could have been so good. Doesn't uh, it disappoint? Yeah, especially, I love Joel Kinnaman from The Killing that you introduced me to, and I was... Career. That's a, it can be a career killer being in a movie like that. Yep. This week, uh, a lot's going on. Uh, we just got Sydney Cup media accreditation. Um, so celebrate good times. Celebrate uh, very good times. So we were just discussing off air what if we're going to try and get one question in at the post-match press conferences with the coaches. I know there's going to be a lot of media there according to uh, to my guy at ANZ Stadium. He said that there's a lot of media coming down. So um, I think we're going to try a Vegemite angle. Yeah, yep. something completely unsport related. Yeah, because something to <laughs> for them to remember us yes, by. Something really bad, and for people that are annoyed that we're there, not football related, because they would ask a better question. But who cares? Yeah. So actually, <laughs> if you have ideas, tweet yeah, us please. the best idea, and we'll we'll <laughs> run with it. Speaking of questions, uh, we've got a whole heap in our mailbag coming up at the end of the show. But before we do that, we're going to discuss some news. And some preseason observations from the early downs. Obviously, you don't take too much into the scoreline, but things were, you know, little things showed themselves. Um, a lot of players in new uniforms and rookies coming into the league that sort of um, are good to see, and you get some some you know feels about how they'll play. And, I thought and I thought I missed something. Then you were in, like new uniforms. I was like, who? Oh, Who's got a new no, uniform? No, players are new in. Damn. Yeah, did well there. Damn. Um, speaking of the Sydney Cup, they did. Officially, TEG Live and ANZ Stadium did have a tailgate and things planned, but some changes have been made, and now the after-party is now just at the brewery, not at Cathy Freeman Park, and it is free. And the brewery is open pre-game for everyone as well, and it is now also free. So they're all free events, but there is actually a, um official Cal and Hawaii one organized by the teams. It's a joint 
um, tailgates called the Aloha State v. Golden State Tailgate, which is an awesome name. Are we going? Um, oh, we could if we want. We so here we go. Where you, which one do you want to go to? No, they're joint. They're together. Oh, what? Yeah. Were they, sorry, were they originally separate? Separate? No, they, the, these are the, the two separate ones are originally organized by TEG Live ah, and ANZ okay. Stadium, okay, but okay, I think yeah. they might have got word about this and didn't want to copy and, and have two different uh, ones and course. confuse people, so they've changed all their plans. So the ANZ Stadium, TEG Live, all the people that are involved in the actual event um, have got pre- and post-match stuff at the brewery like they do with that State of Origin or all that, yep, obviously, because yep, yep. the licensing law is there. But then there's an official one, and it is uh, at Sydney Showground in Exhibition Exhibition Hall Exhibition. 5. Five tailgate begins at eight a.m. and ends at eleven thirty because the kickoff's at twelve noon. It's sixty dollars US, so it's going to be about seventy-eight dollars Australian. I wonder if people will complain about the cost, but it is the official one. Aloha State v Golden State tailgate. So check that out. We'll post the link on our page um, on Twitter and Facebook for people to look at. Also, yeah. um, just. A friendly reminder as well that we have our fantasy leagues coming up. Uh, we're just setting up the PayPal this week, and it'll all be under yep. away. We've it's got, all being run by our buddy. Craig Baltrop. I got his surname right on the show last nice. week. One of the only ones. Yeah. Uh, Baltrop19 is where you can hit him up for yep. any details in regards to these. Yep. So we've got two PPR leagues, one standard league, and there's a bit of interest for an auction league. Uh, what are your thoughts on an auction league? I like it. I like it, but then at the same time... It takes forever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's just, it's kind of like those, um, the long reality sports one, except yep. every single year kind yeah. of thing, it, not just it the is initial. constant. So if you are interested, please tweet us or tweet, yeah, at Baltrop19 for those details. And also today we just released our uh, weekly Pick'em group uh, and Survivor, um, what's it called, Survivor, what, where you pick one, Eliminator, Survivor. Yep. So pick- we haven't picked our island yet? No. <laughs> Survivor Vanuatu. Uh, yeah, that would be right. Mogo, the original. <laughs> That's actually starting up on Channel 10. Are you going to watch it? Oh, hells yes. <laughs> yeah, I love Survivor. Um, so, yeah, our weekly picking group, we've put the link on Facebook and and Twitter. So just join it. And the the best, the winner at the end of the year gets a NFL jersey of their choice. So the password is Blaine Plain for that. And the Survivor. Blaine <laughs> Plain. <laughs> And for our survivor, uh, can I just say why I said yeah, that password? And our survivor group passwords Chris Hogan. Nice. There you go. So I thought of you. All right. By the way. Yep. Chris Hogan. Edelman. Yeah. Bit sore. A little bit. Chrissy Hogan. Get on it. Stephanie. Get on the, the Hogan's heroes. Well, let's get straight into some NFL news. All right. <laughs> All right, the official return to pro football. Another reason why my birthday wasn't very good. I thought, yes, I got football coming back on my birthday. Colts are playing. Nope, game cancelled. The uh, Hall of Fame game was cancelled due to poor field conditions and the Green Bay Packers and Indianapolis Colts had to head home and then start their uh, preseason campaign uh, like everybody else in week one, which we'll get to a little bit later. So uh, just to recap, everyone's aware of it, but according to several sources familiar with the field preparation, because there is people walking around with briefcates and suits saying, I'm in charge of the field preparation. That's what I, that's what I imagine not, did, when I hear that. You know when they were showing footage of it originally, yeah. like, hmm, this may be a problem. Yeah. And there's just all these people in suits just staring yeah, at the ground. Yeah, that's the I source. That's the several sources. Uh, so basically, there was painting of logos in the middle of the field and in the end zones on Sunday. Improper paint was used, and it did not seem to dry quick enough, and it made like a congealed, like a rubbery effect. I find it so funny. That yeah, so it made it really slick and sticky. And apparently, Aaron Rodgers said he walked out there and like he's like, you, you couldn't f- 
yeah, he just said he couldn't sink into the grass. So it was really, really hard on top and it was very dangerous. So uh, this is the, the quote from uh, Mr. Baker, the head of uh, the Hall of Fame. He's actually the father of Sam Baker, the former Falcons offensive lineman. He said, it's a real hard decision to make, but it's a real easy ethical decision. If Sam were playing, it's what I would have wanted someone else to do. So um, I hope this is the greatest statement in the history of the league for player safety. So I found it really... Sorry, did he just say he wished that was the greatest statement? Yes. Cool. I hope this is the greatest statement in the history of the league for player safety. Um, It would have been wrong, uh, the wrong thing to make them play. So... Um, and the NFL and NFLPA agreed that that was the case. So, look, for me, like, I was disappointed I didn't get to see football. But at the same time, um, my number one concern with preseason games is no injuries. Just for, not only for my team, but just in general. You don't want injuries. It's it's tough to see. So I'm glad that they actually considered player safety number one. It was really shocked to see the NFL um, actually do it. But Roger Goodell's been trying to, you know, condense the preseason for a while. So I think... Uh, Five games is never long enough. And people were like, oh, these fringe players, now they've lost their chance to... Please. I mean, never short enough? Please, you've never got... long enough? Never short enough. They're too, they're too long. Like, four games is way too long. And the fringe players are going to get another four games to prove their point. So then no one's missing out. There's no losers here, except for people that went to the game and were wanting to see football. But if people drove for, like, yeah, 15 it, hours, that's on you. Don't drive 15 hours for a preseason game. <laughs> All right. What's the longest you drive to see a preseason game? Oh, well, this is us. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, it's a bit different. We would drive a long way, I yeah. think, to see a preseason game. Yeah, let's move on. It's yeah. a field. Yep. The um, next point, though, is ridiculous. Next topic. Mm. The Bills signing, or uh, signing inverted commas here, because it's not really, it's it's confusing. But, but yeah. the Bills signed... He stamped his name. Yeah, the Bills signed Tyrod Taylor to an extension. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported that Tyrod Taylor signed a six-year, $92 million contract that contains a $27.5 million option for 2017. So it's not really a contract because he, he'll make $9.5 million this year, which is an extension on the $3 million he was going to make. But basically, the Bills can either sever ties at the end of this year and lose... and that's it, $9.5 million. Tyra Taylor walks away, the Bills move on. Or then if Taylor plays well enough, he can convince them that he's a long-term commitment and then the Bills can take the $27.5 million option in 2017, which is $12 million salary plus $15.5 million bonus, and the rest of the six-year $92 million deal would kick in after that. So that's how it's structured. All right. How well does Tyrod Taylor need to play to warrant a $27.5 million 2017 contract. Yes. And I know that sounds like a lot of money, but he's only making $9.5 million this year. So if you average it out over two years, that's not actually that bad. And you then, can't do that. No, but that, okay. But then 2018, 2019, it's not as high for 27.5. It's only around that 18, 17 mark. But how, after much, that how, per much year. Is it, how much is it guaranteed after that? None? Pardon? Uh, I, I'm not sure how it's structured after that, but I know that the $27.5 million hit in 2017 is the biggest, like, average... That's the biggest for the year for that. Or for quarterbacks? One, yeah. Not, or for... It has to be. F- yes, but I'm saying, like, it's not like it's $27 million in 2017 and then $30 million in 2018. It's It jumps back down to about 17 or 18 the year all right, after. All right, but, all right. What... what? Record. That's a stupid thing because the Bills have a really tough schedule and they've just lost half the defensive line. So they might have a worse record than they did last year, but Tyrod Taylor might play better. I know. So you've got a worse defense, pretty much. Rob Ryan coming in. Well, that's going to help you. Leaps and bounds. Rob Ryan. (laughs) 
so Rob Ryan comes Fully pregnant in. Rob Ryan. <laughs> I get confused which one said that. Um, it was Rex, but Rob looks fully pregnant. <laughs> oh, no. Rex um, is now a skeletal. Lost so much weight. Really? I want fat Rob Ryan, uh, Rex Ryan back. Wait, how, how skinny is he? Pretty skinny. Seen. It's pretty skinny. It's pretty... Bloody Rob could take a few... I could probably do some sort of transfer. <laughs> <laughs> Just average it out. All right, this is going down a bad path. I know. Yeah. Right, um, yeah, I I don't know. Like, even if you make the playoffs, does that warrant $27 million? Yeah. If he proves that he's a franchise quarterback, that's But is fine. that enough? Yeah. His, his deal would put him, like, on average for the six years as the 16th, on average per year, 16th among quarterbacks, which I think is probably about right. He is in the middle... That is dead smack bang in the middle of the league. So, because then if he plays to what the same, it's it's too difficult. And I hate the way that this is phrased because it's not really a six year ninety two million dollar contract. Because if he doesn't play well this year, then it's not a contract at all. Oh no! So it's essentially a one year nine and a half million dollar contract. It's a deal. That's what we'll call it. It's a it's, <laughs> ninety two million dollar deal yeah. with uh, an yeah. opt out option. Yeah, it's just. I don't know. It's really weird the way it's structured. I'm just, it's really baffling. But look, I think nine and a half million is like he's banking on himself, Tyro Taylor. It's a really friendly deal for both for the Bills. It's actually really smart because if if he plays really well, then you've got a franchise quarterback. You've just had one for, on your salary for nine and a half million dollars, and then you get him for twenty seven and a half, and then it averages out at sixteenth among quarterbacks. That's fine. And if even if and if he plays outstandingly well, then that actually looks like a bargain because you should be paying him maybe top ten money. Because if they didn't do this, Tyrod Taylor has a, like a Pro Bowl season, then he'll be saying, "Oh no, I want twenty million a year. I want like the Kirk Cousins franchise tag money all year." So I think I think it's actually smart by the Bills. I actually think they did a good job here. I still I just don't like the way. I want to see how mu- how much is it every year after two thousand seventeen. It's see, it's not really like recorded because it's. Let's see what happens. Because it is not really like a proper deal yet, and that's what I. That, Wait, we that's can my work it. We can work it out, can't we? What's well, we, look, we're not mathletes here, but. One, two, but 70, it's well, if twenty-seven million. Seventy over five, pretty much. Yes. Seventy odd over five. Yep. So, it's uh, Chris Trapasso did a really good article breaking it down. Uh, I think we tweeted it out. Yeah, it's like fourteen million a year after that. That's pretty good. That is good. So you're getting like a bargain apart from the $27.5 million cap hit next year, but then that's it. Like, then after you know, that... He might play bad that year. Yeah. And you've got $27 million Yeah, but... All right, I but just, the cap's going up too, so... Tyro Taylor is not a franchise quarterback. I, th- I think he can be. Who's better, him or Kirk Cousins? I'd rather Tyro Taylor. No! <laughs> I'm sorry. You said at the end of last I season... I know. I've changed my mind. You're an I've idiot. I've changed my mind. I just I can't get in... We're moving on. I can't it's get in the Bills Kirk and Tyro Taylor. All right, let's move on to your Eagles. So the NFL, uh, again, this is inverted commas in headlines, suspended Lane Johnson for 10 games for violating league's policy or performance-enhancing drugs. Um, He's appealing it. Uh, Tell me more about it because you're up to date with Lane Johnson news. It's all a bit ridiculous because originally, so this is a, a test he took back in June. He took this back in June and he had told, he'd even told um, management, and things at Philadelphia that it had tested positive. So he knew. So he came out and, like, he already knew that it had tested positive. He told the hierarchy at yep. um, Philadelphia. Doug Pedersen then came out and said he didn't know anything about it. So either Lane's lying, uh, Doug's lying, or the management just didn't tell Doug and said, hey, roll with it as if 
you know? Yep. Um, yeah, but essentially, yeah. so he's, he was found positive. This is his second positive test. He's one away from a year out. Isn't it two years? Yeah, it could be longer, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but anyway, so what was the first time he did it? For steroids, yeah? Yep. For steroids. And then that was originally, he stated that it was because of a family doctor gave something to him. But he acknowledged that he should know what he was putting in his body, yeah. blah, There's blah, no blah. There's no excuses with no. drugs. It's and tri- he admitted yeah. that. Yeah. He it's strict said, liability. Yeah. And he admitted that. And now this time he's saying that, you know, apparently... It's like an amino acid thing or something? Yeah. That's yeah. what he said. And then apparently then it's something else has come out and said that it was a peptide that pushed it over or whatever. But anyway, he said that athletes use an app. Well, I didn't know this. So they all have an app that they can run it through like the okay. ingredients or whatever and find out what is... And now the app didn't update or something? No. Oh, okay. But then apparently like... So what they use and everything like that. And I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but yeah, it's tested positive. And this is his claiming that this was from a substance or a product that he claimed that uh, the NFL PA said, it's all good. It's all good. You can use this. And now he's obviously appealing it. Okay. So all I got out of that was Lane Johnson does acid. Yeah. (laughs) He should have just said it was for his wife. He would have got off. Except for the testing positive part, which um, is a major hurdle in any drugs case. Where where you test positive in drugs, strict liability kicks in and doesn't matter what your excuse is or how valid your excuse is, you've tested positive for the substance. My so wife trouble. put it in my mouth. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> but look, let's look at it this way from a football standpoint. If he misses time, Dennis Kelly is... Is the replacement tackle? Yeah. Or that Vital Valafalapala Falapala? Uh, yeah. Vi. Did I stutter? We just call him Vi. Did I stutter? Yeah. No, I... I swear Dennis Kelly is like a character from a toy study. Sorry, sorry. I just want to get... I'm going to quickly look this up. Dennis Kelly height. Have you seen how tall this guy is? How tall is he? He's a monster. Yeah, but can he block as good as Lane Johnson? 2.3 metres. Gee whiz. No, sorry, that's 2. No. Two meters and three centimeters. Okay, That's yep. insanely tall. By the way, look at him. Creep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So look, that's a huge concern for the Eagles. Without Lane Johnson, he's arguably your best offensive player right now. Um, Sorry, who? Lane Johnson. Oh. Um, Dennis Kelly. <laughs> are you are you concerned then because the the impact that has on your line and your offense now? I am. I am. We saw last year that it was a bit shaky. We're not, we're not sure who's going to play where. I think that's okay. the biggest problem. Yep. And then with the three preseason games to go, I think Lane's going to get less and less action. Yep. Because we need they, to see exactly. And it didn't look good for Carson Wentz, and we'll get to that in a minute because he was no. getting absolutely pressured on nearly every drop back um, with that second team, third team Eagles uh, offensive line. So we'll have to wait and see how we go. All right, let's move on to an even more frustrating thing in the NFL right now, and that is the Joe, Joey Bosa saga. With the Chargers, this is really frustrating. Like we didn't really talk about it much the last couple of months because we just always thought it would get resolved. But now it's um, apparently caused irreparable damage. Um, so Joey Bosa might not ever want to play for the Chargers. So they're in a really awkward situation. This is the longest rookie holdout we've had in the NFL under the current CBA. So. Yeah, and we always used to think, oh, rookies are holding out. It's like this is just kind of yep. a foregone conclusion that eventually... Yep. Yeah, but I, we still don't understand 
I've got Ooh. a I've got a summary and a solution for oh, you. Okay. Here we go. So basically, Bosa wants everyone else in his position. Wants what everyone else in his position has received since the new CBA was put in place. He either wants his bonus money up front or he wants no offset language. So he's not asking for both. He just wants one or the other. Meanwhile, the Chargers want to defer his bonus and they want him to have offset language. They don't want to give in on either issue. So offset language is if, like, he was set to make $4 million in his last year of the deal and he gets released and then the Raiders sign him for $3 million, then the Chargers only have to pay the difference not the full amount. That's what offset language is. So they want they don't want they want that in the deal and then defer his bonus. And then Bosa basically Bosa can budge in and give to the charges accepting a deal with offset language and then the deferred bonus money or the charges can budge and give into Bosa giving him no offsets and all his bonus money up front. So the charges basically should just waver on one of them, but they're not. They they they're going hardline stance on both. So, Which I find amazing. But I am also find a little bit amazing as well. Like, Bosa wants no offset language and deferred bonus. See, that, that's, that's a part of me thinks, don't you have enough faith in yourself that you're going to perform well? Exactly. Why do you need offset language? Yes, exactly. If, if you're if you going to play well, if you're third overall pick, you're not going to get released by year three. You should back yourself enough. Yeah. And if you're going to get signed anywhere else, you're still going to end up getting $4 million. But then also, like, the bonus money being deferred thing is stupid because eventually, like, the charges don't even want to refer it, defer it till March. So you'll get, like, half now and half in March. So you're eventually going to get the money. Like, I don't I don't understand. Like, the, the bonus money thing's really confusing. The, yeah, the bonus money thing is confusing for me because are they that cash-strapped that for this season that they can't The, the conspiracy it? theorists are out, and maybe no, I should play is that the Chargers are doing this because they want the fan base to get even more angry at them so that they have a good reason to leave to go to LA. That's the conspiracy right now, is that they're trying to just off Chargers fans in San Diego. That's the uh, foil hat society. Do you believe in this? <laughs> no, I don't believe theory. in the foil hat society. Uh, it's Yeah, it's been oh interesting. God. A lot of players are actually backing the Chargers in this and telling Joey Buster just to... Oh, just to push up. But who then was a lot it? of who fans, was it? Who was it? Antonio Cromartie, I think. I think Antonio Gates as well. And that's the one I was. But thinking Antonio of. Gates, you know, is part of the Chargers, so he's already got a side in this. What do you mean the multi, 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 multi millionaire? Yeah, Antonio Gates. but and also Antonio Gates can't really come out and bag out his employer. Oh, the Chargers are hurting this kid. Like, of course he's going to side with the Chargers. But anyway, it's um, it's a frustrating situation. Let's move on to a a you know an exciting story, I guess. The the great man. The great man, he's two miracles away from being canonized in the Catholic Church. Tim Tebow is actively pursuing a career in professional Saint, baseball. Saint Tim Tebow. Saint Tim Tebow. That's what I'm saying. If he if he pulls this off, that's one miracle. And he's got one miracle left after that. To is this be the canonized. American version of Jared Hayne? Oh boy. Is it? No. It's more Michael Jordan. Remember when he tried to go baseball? <laughs> no. He was very successful at his first sport. Yeah. <laughs> but so was Jared Hayde, he was a Dally M, two-time Dally M yeah, award winner. No, but I mean, he was Tebow was also Heisman. So true, that is true. Um, he's been training for almost a year and plans to hold workouts with MLB teams later this month. So we'll wait and see how that goes. I, I just, a few teams of their ears have stood. The A's, the A's manager. Did I start? The A's manager said if he wants to put bums on seats, he'd think about signing it. But I don't think he'll imagine anything uh, eventuating from it. But no, no, it's interesting, but I just think ESPN are going nuts over it. It's ridiculous. 
Isn't anyway. he contracted to ESPN? Or is he contracted to Fox? So I can't remember. If I it is ESPN, that's understandable. That's understandable. All right, let's move on. Last little bit of news. Uh, the uh, the ESPN. The Adam Schefter is reporting that Rams are expected to extend the contract of Jeff Fisher and Les Snead before the start of the regular season. This is bold strategy. Where's that? Uh, where, uh... It's a bold strategy, Cotton. There you go. This is insane. <laughs> They better chickety-check themselves before they wreck themselves, Cotton. The best, the best season under this combination, 7, 8, and 1. Brilliant. Well done. Well done. It's just... Did you see golf? Did you watch golf? Poor, poor guy. I didn't think it was that bad. The, he, here's an idea, Jeff Fisher, and we'll get, we're about to go into preseason observations, but here's an idea. You should have just said, resign. Well, apart from that, um, get better. But how about putting your quarterback who you've traded everything for um, some reps with the first team offensive line rather than throwing him out with the second team offensive line who are trash and just get him absolutely pummeled on every snap. No, it's a, it's a, it's a bold strategy. And you saw it in the game. Dallas gave Prescott snaps with the first team offensive line and it helped him. Goff, no, we'll put you out with a bunch of bums and just get hammered and pummeled snap after snap. But anyway... No, he's just going, you know, welcome. It's just it's just mind-boggling that they're going to extend these both these guys. I was looking at this the other day as well, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty he's had one season in the last decade, is it? That's no, been ridiculous. over 8 and 8. It's, it's And that was 9 and 7. I think everyone calls him Mr. 8 and 8. I think that's too generous. By the way, to be honest. By the way, can I just say? What? You're born you're born on Jeff Fisher day? No, no, it's JJ Watt day. No. Nah. It's JJ Watt Day. What? Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Eight eight. What are you talking about? That's Texans go eight and eight every year. No, mate. You're eight bored eight. on Jeff Fisher Day. It's JJ Watt Day. Jeff, Jeff, Fisher, Fisher, Jeff Fisher Day is the 7th of September. No. Eight and eight. 7th of September. <laughs> Jeff Fisher Day. We'll do a poll. All right. We'll do a poll. Let's see who gets the most votes. Yes. Stugart's on Dan Levitard calls it JJ Watt Day, and I'm siding with Stugart's. All right, guys. Boy, Stu. Jeff Fisher Day. <laughs> Jeff Fisher Day. 7 and 9. All right, um, let's move on to the Rams. Obviously, Hard Knocks, you watched the first episode? Nope. You haven't watched it yet? I have not. Okay, so... Mate, I have been a busy man. You have right? been. You've been. We are out. busy people. There's a lot going on behind the scenes here that people don't see. I managed to watch it on the train on my way to work uh, earlier this week. No, last... When was it? Last week. Uh, and This it, is firing. This it's just, podcast. Sorry, we're going great guns Guys, at the moment. But, thank uh, you for staying with us. Thank you. But Jeff Fisher, like... It's just crazy this week. It's just been... He was so uninspiring on that show. Like, every time he spoke, I just was like, oh. I loved, absolutely loved Bill O'Brien. It was good. I wasn't, like, a huge Bill O'Brien fan, but after I watched that, like, I started to, like... And you saw the side of his family and all that sort of stuff. And he got so passionate about things. And he always wanted to know, like, someone's backstory. Jeff Fisher just came off like a... Like and he, he goes, hmm, he, will this guy yeah. help us lose the final five games if we're oh, eight he, or whatever? He was just, I don't know, like when he talks, it's just like, I don't, I don't, it's just the most mundane, like I can't even explain it. It's just so uninspiring. Like I just. It's like a fish. Like, you know when you had that teacher in class that every time he'd speak, you'd try and think of something smart ass to say about Mr. it? Mr. McGorry. Yeah. <laughs> even the this. name, even the name, Mr. McGorry. Mr. Boring. Um. But whereas if someone else said the same thing, you probably wouldn't 
slay. Like he, it's just I don't know. He just comes across that way. Watch it and let me know what you think. What if you've watched it? Let us know what you thought. But um, Jared Goff is quite entertaining. Aaron Donald plays ping pong without his shirt on, and Legend. the guy is like amazingly cut. It was, and he's good at ping for pong. a man that size who is cut. Terrifying. He is. Just shows you. But he looks like he looks so nice though too. He's like really endearing. He's actually, he's he's phenomenally Mate, interesting. One one year wiser, and you've you've changed. Yeah, you've and changed. he looks really good. Yeah, Todd Todd Gurley is quite um, arrogant, and I love it. And Tavon Austin goes Pokemon hunting while in oh. a golf, on a golf cart. How fast is that guy? Incredible. <laughs> he's insane. He is. Insane. He's a Madden god. He's a Madden, Madden god. All right, let's. Uh, that's it for the news. Let's move on to preseason observations. Nothing of note. All right. <laughs> the <laughs> no, li- the Lions went four and zero in two thousand and eight <laughs> in the preseason. Take that with a grain of salt. But uh, hey, man, don't you dare take away from Philly's win. That was very important. <laughs> well done. So proud of you guys. Foreshadowing. <laughs> well, all right. First, we've got a couple of observations each. What's your first one? All right, we'll start with um, the number one wide receiver rookie for 2016, Mike Thomas. Oh, hot, 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 I've been uh, riding his flame. We'll go with that. Flame? Flame, you just went hot, hot. I don't know. Um, Yeah, no. Solid. Solid first outing. Solid. It was great. What about the catch? Okay, it was great, but then it's preseason, so I'm turning it down. I don't know. But undersell, in, undersell. In terms Always of pre, undersell. in terms of preseason uh, catches, it's up there, and then Sterling Shepard as well. Um, yes, who we all think is going to be Fine. kind of an immediate fantasy impact, or well, the closest thing to out of the wide receiver. Rookies. Considering that Victor Cruz is injured again and still can't take the field, which Wait, will Cruz? never, will Cruz never. Hurt. Yeah, apparently, apparently he is. And then he still gets a roll on ballers. <laughs> That's one show I just. Uh. You know, I love NFL, which can't get into. I like ballers. Ballers is go. fine. Um, yeah, and Tyler them. Boyd. What? I know, stand back, but what a surprise that he looks better than Brandon LaFell. <laughs> <laughs> stunning, stunning. Um, stunning realisation. Very safe hands of Brandon LaFell. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, my first observation is that the Chicago Bears, their offensive line is in ruins already. Uh, they lose their center for the season. They traded Matt Slauson to the Chargers, who's now the Chargers starting center. By the way, biggest bargain center of the... Oh, absolutely. Bears. Great work by the Chargers. Terrible work. They're going to regret that. Their offensive line is going to get Jay Cutler killed uh, this season. It looks like trash already, and I'm not sure what... It's so bad that they signed Khaled Holmes yesterday. So no, this is this is all playing perfectly in the Jay Cutler's hands. He's going to perform like a seven and nine season, throw about twenty five to twenty five ratio. Yep, and then be like, "Did you see my line?" Then get another year. No, uh, or he'll get released, go to a better place, and have a rejuvenated career. And then people will be like, "Man, Jay Cutler's actually good with protection." <laughs> he'll sign on one of the Bennett's teams. <laughs> oh boy, that would be hilarious. That'd be great. But, yeah, I, I just think their offensive line looks really suspect. Like, the Broncos' second and third string defensive line just made easy work of the Bears' uh, offensive line. Like, DeMarcus Ware didn't play, Von Miller didn't play. Like, a lot of the Broncos' studs didn't play, and the first team still generated so much pressure. It was ridiculous. Uh, and this in the Bears' secondary as well, Demarius Thomas, and, uh, like, made Mark Sanchez look pretty good. Like, they were just carving that up. So... 
some concerns for the Bears already that I noticed in that offensive line play. All right. Moving on to similar topic, because with RG3, who's my next player for observation, yep. um, his offensive line, Brown's offensive line, no Alex Mack is huge. Yeah, Cam, Cam Irving struggled a little bit. Yeah, and so out of what? I'm going to say 11? 11 passes attempts he had, three of them he got yeah. hammered. Yeah, every, every time I looked, he was on the ground. Yep, and then, but for every, he he didn't, he did a couple of good things. Yep. And it's going to be, the Browns don't have the kind of team that's going to be able to consistently go first down, first down, first down, first down, first down, like the Patriots and check so, their way down the field. Yeah, so they're going to have to take the shots. They're going to have to be, you know, long vertical team that's going to have to take, and they're going to get those big plays every now and then, and that's yep. when you're going to get the huge games from Coleman and um, Gordon. Yep, and even Terrell Pryor, who yeah, looks pretty good. exactly. Yep. By the way. I'm loving that That's prize awesome. back. <laughs> it's it's great. It's so good. Yeah, because he kind of did the same path to become a quarterback. Like he played that, you know, he finally got a chance and then he kind of took it with both hands at the Raiders and then, I don't know, I don't know exactly know why he fell off so much. He had a couple of bad games, but they just didn't have faith in him, I guess. Well, they got they got Carr anyway, so we'll leave that. Yep. They made the right choice. Um, exactly. Yeah, but like they're going to have to be that team that takes the deep shot and... With that offensive line, though, it's going to be, I think, a lot more of the uh, scrambling RG3 than the Browns might want to see. However, I still think he's going to have quite a big it's leash. Seems to be all right. And he did that first completion. You talk about taking deep shots. Obviously, you're going to have those big chunk plays like that first one, but then you're also going to get some of those interceptions as well that he, th- yeah. that he threw late um, in that opening drive, which was a hell of a play by Micah Hyde. Probably should have just been an incompletion. But, um, yeah, I, I was actually... Imp- impressed by RG3, but I don't think he's going to last the season if he keeps getting hit like that. I saw him on the ground like four or five times. That's not good. No, but that isn't so much... Like, even though it is down to play recognition and stuff, when it's, you know, five on five or whatever, the line will lose. The offensive line will lose. So... Yep. We'll wait and see. We're just going to see what happens. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, what backup quarterback problem in Dallas? All the talk last week was about Dallas trying to get a backup quarterback, Nick Foles signing with the Chiefs, and Dak Prescott comes out and has an absolute blinder. I'm not going to, like, you know. One game. I'm not going to oversell it, but. Calm down, Laurie. <laughs> no, nah, Laurie's actually been throwing some water on the flames there, but people are getting very. Nah, he's really good, Laurie. <laughs> he's been very. <laughs> I reckon he should replace Roma. S- sell Roma right now. <laughs> you know what? You could cash in. No. Nah. Um, what I saw from Dak, though, that I really liked, there was some traits in there that I really liked. He had really good touch, really good mobility, very fluid, and I liked that. Does he look good, too, like Aaron Donald? Yeah. No. Look, Aaron Donald is an attractive man, okay? Oh, here we go. Um, but Dak Prescott, yeah, very fluid in the pocket, and I saw more out of Dak, Dak Prescott than I did, say, Brock Osweiler. By the way, it's one syllable name, and the amount of times that you start <laughs> saying the word Dak. Dak, Dak, Dak. I need to Google how to speak. I host a podcast and I don't know how to say Mate, words right. properly. Um, but I liked I liked what I saw from Dak Prescott, and uh, I think he will be a good backup quarterback for for the Cowboys. And if you have to step in behind that line, all you have to do is manage the game, and I think he can do that. He showed some really good. Dropped one pass in the bucket to Des Bryant. It was it was it was good. I was impressed, and it was good to see a uh, eighty nine thousand strong crowd as well in LA for their first game of the season. It was um. It was pretty cool. That's the Coliseum. We've been there. That was nice. That was cool. When we went there, the Kardashians were there. Really? 
Yeah. Did not know that. Are you kidding me? Is that when me and Kylie met for the first time? I'm a Kendall guy. <laughs> I mean, works what? out well. Works out well I'm for like, us. What? I don't know who the Jenners are. <laughs> um, all right, number three for me. Carson Wentz, the quarterback, the third string. I know, we're talking about the third string quarterback. How pathetic. Is Deep this? diving. I know. No, the uh, number two overall selected rookie, Carson Wentz. Um, broke a rib. Yeah, no, Carson, hairline fracture of the rib. He said that he's never had one before and now it hurts to do everything. He's never had a rib or never had a hairline? Never had a rib, so they gave him a rib over at Philly and then he broke it. Wow. I know. No, he uh, never had a broken rib. And then, yeah, so he said that everything hurts at the moment. The hit that he actually took. That uh, caused that. Was that the one where he went ass over face? Mate, monster hit. That's huge. Mate, he was. He looked like a deck chair. Just he folded. He winced. <laughs> ass over face. See what I did there? And then he winced in pain. No, winced in pain. Anyway. Charles Robert. God, no. <laughs> you lose the drops. No. He... Before the injury, though, how did you think he went? Mechanics-wise, needs work. Yeah, that's, absolutely. So he needs, works on, he needs work on that, but that's something that they understood. Yep. He has, I think... His play recognition was really good. I think he, every single time he looked comfortable. Not even when, even when there was pressure, and even when he got hit, he knew that he was going to take the hit and still made a perfect throw on that hit. And then, but all the all the plays, all the play recognition and stuff like that, he knew where the blitz was coming from. He knew when it was happening. He understood all that, and that is why. The, yeah, and the mechanics I think affected his accuracy though. Oh yeah, yeah. Of, of course. But his arm, like I saw a lot of out of the arm, the yeah. arm strength, was and then pretty his good, arm but... strength is. Far above and beyond anything else that's on the Eagles roster. Yep. So he's got that going for him. He's got the brain going for him. The mechanics is the, c- the thing yeah. that is going to take rigid that season. At times. I know, but then yeah. at the same time, every time he got out of the pocket, yep. his throws yeah, were exactly. great. And I mentioned Dak Prescott there. It's a lot different for Wentz coming in, getting hit on every series, and Dak Prescott standing behind the Great Wall of China. And it's so easy to be fluid and mo- and moving and relaxing when you're behind that start offensive line. By the way, there uh, Travis Frederick just signed a brand new big mega deal. We didn't talk about that because it's just assumed that he deserves every cent. But then Carson Wentz, under pressure every time, it's Carson so Carson Wentz isn't out there behind the... Nah, it's so he, not even the relax. Eagles' first yeah. offensive line. So yeah. he's behind the second string, third yeah. string offensive line. It's hard to relax. Yeah. But then when he moved and when he was on the run, his throws were great. Sneaky athletic. Yeah. yeah. By the way, sneaky. he made he made a decent run. Yeah, did right. And then he went arse over first, which was pretty funny. Yeah. You can't take hits like that. That sure, but, uh, Doug Peterson probably sighed so long. But to um, his credit, he uh, got back straight up, bounced back up. I don't yeah. think he actually knew that he'd hurt himself till. No, crazy. Uh, my next point is the sorry, sorry, going back one thing. Yep, Chase Danielson, garbage. <laughs> Chase Montana just needs some time to warm up. That guy doesn't. He doesn't know. Maybe any plays good when he has to play San Diego. Didn't you know that? <laughs> he can't. He, he doesn't recognize. Like, he needs a good eight seconds to throw the ball. Mate, he leads the league in touchdowns at the moment with one. So just just calm your yes. farm. All right, move My on. next one is Jeremy Hill and the Bengals offense. Uh, a lot more eye formation uh, from the Bengals, a lot more power running, and I think that really helped Jeremy Hill from what we could see in limited snaps. Um, I saw a Jeremy Hill that I liked this time last year and drafted quite highly. I'm not going to obviously take him that high again, but... I reckon uh, you should take him six overall. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Hill uh, showed something that I really liked and um, very decisive, a bit more uh, quickness. And uh, I, I, li- I liked what I saw from Jeremy Hill and that Bengals offense. A lot of uh, a lot of power running, I think, that's going to help them because obviously they're missing a lot of the uh, 
a lot of their weapons. You mentioned uh, Tyler Boyd before and Brendan LaFell, obviously, no Marvin Jones and Muhammad Sanu. So having that run games there really going to help balance that Bengals offense and keep the ball in their possession. I think I think it was Ray Summerlin tweeted something about them having the ball for like 11 minutes of the first quarter. So they they just want to hold on to the ball, control the ball game, control the clock. And Jeremy Hill, I think, uh, showed gonna, a little you bit. You reckon they're going to go 50-50 pretty much? With the run and pass? Mm. I think so. No, but I mean also with Gio. I think you'll see Jeremy Hill take a bulk of the carries, and I think Bernard will go back to that third down role. But I think you'll see Bernard take a, catch a lot more passes. I think you could see a lot more split backs as well, but it'll be interesting to see. But I liked what I saw from Jeremy Hill. I think he'll have a bounce back year. Nice. Yep. All right. Mine is, I've said Derek Henry here. Yep. Even though DeMarco Murray was the one that busted out the long run and things yeah. like that, those stats are so misleading. Even though of the big he, run. Yeah. Because of that big run. He, he played well as well, uh, yeah, as well as DeMarco Murray. But for all the, for all, I'm just going to say, for all the crap that Alabama running backs get, for not being able to kind of read what's in front of him, and yep. unless the hole is just a complete, you know, gaping hole that he run mm. he he can run through, everyone's like, mm, I don't think he's going to be able to do anything, and he he was reading everything perfectly. He was awesome, perfectly fine. And I agree more with you. However, it's a tough situation for the Malarkey Smash Mouth off- offense. Exotic, smash exotic, mouth. Smash, exotic mouth. smash Mouth, Thunder and Thunder. You've got this huge contract that you're given Demarco. Yep. Well, that you've accepted yep. that he has. And then you've got this guy who is, you know, outperforming. I don't know. Well, they, I, touch I, and go. I, I liked what I saw from Derek Henry, and you're right. He, he There was a play where he was, like, trapped behind the line of scrimmage, and it looked like it was going to be, like, a three-yard loss. And he just manages to fall forward a few yards and manage to make a one-yard gain at it. And at every run always grabbed, like, an extra yard or two at the end of every run. That's so valuable. Uh, that's what Frank Gore used to do for so many years yeah. for the 49ers, which is a good segue because I just want to talk about 49ers running backs for a bit. This yep. has to do with Chip Kelly. Yep. But Mike all Davis. of the running backs, Carlos Hyde, Mike Davis especially, all performed quite well. Mm. Sorry, Jared, you left at the wrong time. Nah, chap. Well, <laughs> maybe they knew. Yeah. But let everyone bagged out Mike Davis last year, but people would forget that he was coming off an injury going into the draft. And it was never 100% last year. He was carrying injuries throughout the whole year. Now looks fully healthy. He's a quick, he's quick. He's he's really good. And uh, Carlos Hyde obviously had the fumble, but um, which was did you watch that? Will Fork's butt. I didn't see Will Fork's butt. Yeah, Uh, some of the best players of our generation involve Will Fork's behind. I'm just starting to realize what a time. Um, I missed the overalls. (laughs) That was great. Great hard knocks moment. Um, You know, Derek Henry and exotic Smash Mouth. Let's move on to the Miami offense, who were anything but exotic. I think they averaged 1.7 yards per attempt through five series. That is not good. And I want to give Adam Gase credit, and I want to believe in Adam Gase, but maybe it's not these coaches that's the problem. It's Ryan Tannehill that is the issue. And I have haven't really been... I've been on the fence about Tannehill. Like, I'm not really sure how I... I think we came out him. both pretty strong for him, and now it's all just Yeah, subsided. I just... Yeah, but I haven't been actively, like... If people argue Ryan Tennell, I don't really defend him, but then I don't really argue against him anyway. I'm sort of indifferent to him, but I'm not really sure what what the Miami offense is doing. Their offensive line looks shocking as well, as bad as the best. There's a lot of bad offensive lines in the NFL. There's a huge disparity. Who's better, Cutler or Tannehill? I'd rather Jay Cutler right now. Yeah, I would too. I just... Uh, he's a top 10 quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather him than Flacco any day. Oh, boy. <laughs> Drop it. Oh, hot, hot, hot. Dropping some takes, but I just Every don't. Episode. I just don't know what. <laughs> I just 
don't know what Miami were thinking with their offense. You get rid of Lamar Miller, you take the corpse of Arian Foster, and I just, I'm not sure what they're doing. I'll be honest, I haven't watched this game, didn't watch highlights either. How did Foster play? He didn't play, but I'm just... There you go. I just don't understand... I just don't understand what their offense is doing. I understand. I just, Foster, I think, is going to be a gun for at least three games. He'll be he'll be good, but I don't... Like, Lamar Miller looked great for the Texans, and they didn't run it enough. It felt like he was in Miami again. He busts off a 14-yard run. Lamar and Miller is a top five running back. He's awesome. He's so good. And then they, they went with Osweiler sorry, again. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Lamar Miller's what? Yeah. So good? He's an awesome. He's an awesome running back, but... I just don't understand what... I, I've I'm not, been I'm a not, Miller believer yeah, since you are. day one. You have been. You have been. I love it. But uh, And Chris Hogan. The Giants defensive line just dominated. Uh, Olivier Vernon, JPP, looked really solid. Owa Odigizua looked really good too. And Finally. Damon Harrison was just eating two men in every time nom, in nom. the middle. Yeah, he was just nomming on. Giant nom nom nom. So I'm not... We need to keep Jenkins an eye on, this, on... Who? Janoris Jenkins. Uh, yeah, but as I said, they averaged 1.7 yards per attempt, so you didn't really see much out of the Giants' secondary. Good first outing so, by Jenkins. Yeah, it, was, um, it wasn't good. I, I'm not sure what the offense is going to The Miami offense is really bad, and it's going to be something to watch. Uh, your next point. All right, I'm going to go with... Uh, going to change it up a little bit here from what the order is. I'm just going to go back to the Eagles for two seconds. That defensive line... Yep. Strong. Suffer, suffocated Winston and suffocated Gl- Glennon, by the way. Oh, boy. He's not good. No. Um, longest neck in the world. I was a believer. <laughs> not good. Fletcher Cox just blew that out of the water. Um, no, if their offense can be somewhat sustainable, which is just doesn't look like it's going to happen, but no. their defense does look like it can create quite you a few turnovers. You worried about lack of corners, though? Not so much because, I mean... Jalen Mills wasn't quite as impressive in the game as he I was in I th- camp. I thought Jalen Mills played fine. I okay. thought he actually played yeah. pretty pretty well. There was a few completions, but then again, at the same time, there was plenty that were broken up. Yep. Jalen Watkins, who is yep. uh, uh, second string safety, or he can play corner as well. Yep. I think he was drafted as a corner. Yep. He was nearly, nearly three interceptions he had. Okay. I think he didn't come away with one, yep. but he... Uh, yeah, he made plenty. And CJ Mills, who's the uh, un Mills Miles CJ CJ something. Yep, who's like an undrafted rookie came out, got a got a really good pick laid on in the in the red zone, and then w- didn't run it out, just took the knee, which was smart. And that's that's something that you would you know you would <clears throat> if you were if you were a coach, you wouldn't be trying to like CJ Smith. CJ Smith. Yep. There you go. CJ Smith. He um. Yeah, he t- just took the knee. He didn't try to do anything silly, anything stupid, which I think coaches would respect. Yeah. yeah. I'm a huge fan of the defense. I'm just looking at the, the starting lineup at the moment, and it's it's filled with players. Like your linebacking core, Bradham, Hicks, and Kendricks and is amazing. And they're trying to trade for a linebacker. It's weird. And you've also got our boy Mike Tavares down there at third string, too, the uh, yeah. big guy himself. But, but um, yeah, so I think this, for fantasy purposes, could be a sneaky defense. Could get sacks. Could get, you know. Yep. Are you worried about them having to defend a short field because of the Eagles' offense, though? I am. Yep. Okay. But at the same time. Yep. And you've got to think Jim Swartz as well. He Like, they were just swarming. Benny Logan looked great, too. Just... Yeah. He's a very fit. He's a fit, very underrated, still so underrated as a player. Like, doesn't matter who's his coach. Just, I'm, pretty sure, I'm yeah. pretty sure we signed him up. Yep. All right. Uh, my fourth point is the Broncos quarterback battle. I uh, 
sorry, not my fourth point, my fifth point. Interesting that like Mark Sanchez, you saw the range of Mark Sanchez, and that's you saw the good Mark Sanchez and the bad San, bad bad Sanchez. Um, and that's that was always the issue with Mark Sanchez is everything you get good when that was that opening touchdown drive, then you get the interceptions up after that, and then you have Trevor Simeon who was. Uh, not quite as you know as ceiling high as Mark Sanchez, but didn't have the lows of Mark Sanchez. Very old, old faithful, old reliable in the middle there. And then I think that actually kind of opened the door a little bit for Paxton Lynch, who showed a little bit. Like he showed that he's probably six weeks away, but I think he could start meaningful games for them at some point in the season. He showed his strong arm, showed athletic ability. And I think if he starts to, you know, pick up the playbook a lot better, and and, and the word is that he is, um, I think that's very easy for him to to see some time because of that that quarterback battle. But I don't know who I'd go with at the moment, but I'd probably give the slight edge actually to Trevor Simeon, which is funny because I laughed it off. I laughed it off all no. all off season. Sanchez, mate. Still think Sanchez? Uh, I think look, I'll say all this now him. and then next week Sanchez. I think you got to start with him. I think yep. the the deep throw. Uh, the deep touchdown to DT was yep. quite nice. Yeah, you saw that. Oh, it's good. But then at the same time, the way Sanchez celebrated that throw shows you how much anything means to him. Yes, <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> any love, any success, straight to his head. Re- retired. I know. He's just like, yep. Just see I'm that. Done. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> but fumble and all. It is an interesting battle to watch. I think it's an act- a legit three way triple threat match right now. So we'll wait and see right, how we go. Let's start smashing. And your last point, man. My last one, um, going with Osweiler. We had to mention him. Osweiler. Osbrock Mweiler. That was what I tweeted. But that was really good. Osweiler. That was really Osweiler. Creative. Osweiler. That's um, probably better. That's pretty good. We need that to drop. He's, uh, yeah. Um, what was his contract? 70 million? 50 72 million. How much guaranteed? I 72 know. million. All it. <laughs> Why not? Just take it, mate. You deserve it with your, you know... Nothing. He just... So, he had, I think, all his... I don't know. It just kind of looked like he was indecisive a lot of the time. He just yeah. was like, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to throw it. And then he made like like one or two good throws. But short of the first down. Two yards short of the yeah. first down towards the sideline. On third down. Yeah. Just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like... And there this was, is this is the time to be taking shots in preseason, you numbskull. Uh, that's it. And there was one where he just locked in on Braxton Miller, and on the other side of the field, I think it was Will Fuller or Jalen Strong had actually duked the defender was wide open, but just he was just narrowed in on his first read. That's always been the problem with Osweiler. Yeah, I don't know. I just that's exactly what I expected from Osweiler. Middle of the line, eh. Um, but it was just funny they they gave the ball to Lamar Miller. 14-yard run, then they didn't give it back to him the rest of that series. Brock Osweiler generated no points from his series. So, um, If, if mm-hmm. Texans use Lamar Miller in the same way that Miami did. Oh, my boy. I'll <laughs> go to Houston. They won't. Smack Bill upside As the head. As Bill said at halftime while wearing a jacket, we're playing our cards, our cards close to our vest. He's a good guy. He's I a love good it. guy, Bill. Uh, my last uh, preseason observation is some things don't change. Uh, we had Darius Hayward Bay dropping passes. We had sloppy quarterback play. Alan Robertson is still a god. David Johnson is a smooth operator. Matt McGloin is a preseason quarterback MVP. And Zach Zenner is always 
Zach Zenner in the preseason, just a, an absolute stud. So some things never, ever change, and uh, I love the preseason. It's a magical beast. Do you think... Beautiful in its ugliness. How long do you think uh, it is until Tom Savage might get a shot? <laughs> Actually came in second instead of Brandon Whedon, so that was interesting. There you go. Um, I Tommy Sav. I don't know. No, they've given him 7 million seventy-two. Seven seven years seventy. Did I stutter? Seven years seventy two million dollars. It'd have to really stink. Nah, I think he'll play every game this year, provided injury. By the way, we took a burger bet, a burger bet for how many games Bradford would start, didn't yep. we? Yep. And then if they thought Wentz was going to take over, possibly, yeah, no shot now with the ribs uh, and stuff. Yeah, well, he's only out for like a month, but why would you risk it? Why would you if risk that's that? Your plan anyway? Especially because he didn't get any preseason in. Yep. All right, our uh, last little bit of preseason news is just an Aussies in the NFL update. Um, Jordan Berry was outstanding, just averaged 60 yards a punt pretty much and tweeted after the game that there's always, you know, he said solid first outing, always room for improvement. All right, Jordan. Shut up, Berry. (laughs) You're better than that. 70-yard punt average now is the goal, but um, he's been outstanding. He's been a camp MVP just in terms of entertainment. I want one more takeaway. Yep. Tampa's second round kicker. Oh boy, misses a kick already. <laughs> Why do they have to draft a kicker like that? Because their first two picks, Vernon Hargraves and Noah Spence, played really, really well, and their whole draft class is ruined because of that kicker. Think about this, though, right? You think about like they Kaepernick. Yep. Would you trade Kaepernick for that kicker? <laughs> you, Probably. Like, it's the same. You know what I mean? So like Broncos wouldn't go out and give their second round pick who is God's thank God. Yeah, thank God. We'll get but, to that, but. They didn't, um, yeah, like they wouldn't give up something yeah. that high and then Tampa go, oh yeah, we're going to go get a kicker, kicker and that. we're going to trade up and get, get that. Like kicker. what oh, is going on? Crazy. And then he misses his first kick. But that's the time to miss his the kick. First, it's the time. I know. first Poor professional guy. kick. It's good. Probably get it. it out of the way though. Get it out of the way. I feel for him because it's not his fault he got taken that high. I know. But I feel I'm, for I'm him. drafting him. Yeah. There's a... A lot of stuff, but Barry's been outstandingly entertaining in camp. Um, he's been doing the D'Angelo Williams stuff, and then they had their um, home run derby today, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Jordan Barry rocks up with a uh, Puma cricket bat. God love him. Nice. So Australian, it's ridiculous. Um, Brad Wing was business as usual as well. Some really good pick, uh, punts pinned it deep inside the 20. Um, got a solid first outing. Um, he showed a lot, actually. I'll um, say that he showed a hustle. Yeah. He had um, a couple, you know, early on got stood up a little bit, but I think, look, it was his first game back since tearing his ACL. He's gone from playing at Georgia Tech to the Denver Broncos. So first game back ever, step up in class to the NFL. I know it's only preseason. Also playing on that Soldier Field turf, which is terrible. So he got stood up a little bit, but then he made some back-to-back plays where he created pressure, one where he pretty much should get credited half a sack because he... He hit the quarterback first, but the other um, guy cleaned the it up. In the statistics, I'm pretty sure he was given it. Half a sack, yeah, yep, on the official Woodwise scoreboard. And then another play just showed so much athleticism. He he beat the offensive lineman with ease, turned in, quarterback throws it to Jaquiz Rogers, and Gotsis chases down Rogers and nearly gets him. I know, I saw that. Uh, unbelievable. It unbelievable athleticism. For a big man, for yep. a man that size... I posted the vine of that the that Atlanta, we did the Atlanta. on Broncos Reddit. Yeah. Starting to generate some um, some Broncos love. We're, we're pretty big in Broncos country. In uh, Broncos County. They love the uh, Gotsis Gotsis too. So, um, and, you know, they lost now Vance Walker out for the year with a torn ACL. He was he was going to be on the right side of the field backing up 
uh, on the right-hand side of the field. And obviously, Gotsis is backing up Derek Wolf, but you may see him see some more time now because of that and more snaps. So nice. we'll wait and see. But um, Crick looked good too, and, and Adam looked good. First game back showed so much, so we're really pumped to see him uh, going forward. Lachlan Edwards uh, had some inconsistent punts in his first outing, but he had he had a really good one as well. So he was happy with his you know, generally going, happy, yeah generally happy with his performance and really excited to play his first game. Um, I, I loved his enthusiasm, so I'm keen to watch him play in week two. I think he got those nerves out of the way. He'll but be it sweet. is it is at the same time all about attitude. So yeah. if you know if you take that so heavy, if you take that you know yeah. real to heart, you're not going to be able to be no. successful. And you got to remember, he's gone from a small school, Sam Houston State, like really small college, to New York City. Like that's a huge change for him. That's massive. So uh, it's really good. And Blake Murr played 15 snaps. It's hard to really judge him. No, that's from great. from that, but it's good to see a guy of Gridiron New South Wales product play snaps in the NFL. Great. So it, you know the talk is that he's probably not going to make the roster. Um, practice squad's going to be tough to make, so let's hope he gets there. But uh, we'll who wait knows see. with the Chip Kelly team? Yeah, well, you don't know what's going to happen. They might put him at tight end. Exactly. <laughs> All right, to wrap up the show, it's time for. <laughs> that's... <laughs> I made that look so easy. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. They yeah, will he play might make tight... No, but I'm People saying Chip Kelly was... is a very weird person. Yeah. Especially, like, coming from a Philly fan. Yep. He just has some weird taste in players. Crazy genius. You know what they call him? Mad mad genius? Crazy I mean, genius? Anymore, because mad not... scientist? I don't yeah. know. Not my friend anymore. He left. Yeah. He got <laughs> fired. <laughs> Speaking of 49ers tight ends, Vance McDonald played pretty well as well yesterday. Um, keen on him. You keen? Yeah. As mastered. Great uh, great name as well, Vance. All right, let's finish the show with our mailbag. Yo, yo, yo. You, 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 you got mail. 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 Goodbye. It goes um one you 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 too long, but it's still uh, a, I'm not gonna, it's not a good drop. I know you hate it, but I love it. It's, it's, I love that you hate it. It's a it's stupid. I love that intro. you hate it. I love it. But uh, right. yeah, why gets far too into it? And you got to give him his little joys. And, we need to. You know, it we is his. A... It is his birthday month, and he <laughs> keeps letting everyone know. So, um, oh, by the way, by the way, everyone, yeah. make sure you tweet him. Yeah. Say happy birthday month. By the way, um, every time we sign up, for, so I like make an account something for the Wooten Y show. I put our birthday as eighth of September, which is exactly in between our two birthdays. You mean Matthew Delavidovas? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> He's been playing good, too, for the Boomers. Good yeah, stuff. Has. You've been watching much Olympics? Yeah, love it. I've been watching it every day. I've been having to start work early because of it, so I've been watching a, a lot of it. Um, I've had to be starting work late because I've been watching it at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. I was watching the Olympics. I was watching the synchronized swimming. Man, is the Usain Bolt race was phenomenal. Yeah, he's fast. By the way, <laughs> can I tell you something? So I'm watching. That is correct. So I'm watching the 400 meters last night, right? Yeah. The Aussie, I don't think she qualified pretty well. Yeah. She starts in lane four, which generally means you're good. Yeah, you're good. So she come last no. in the next race, right? Good. And then the, the commentary. I'm sitting. There, I'm sitting there How talking, to, talking to my dad. The the whole broadcast. Oh, terrible. Let's not get it. But the uh, channel seven. The, this, if you're listening, this is the comment. This is the commentary. Yeah, she's just going to have to, you know, go back home and work on getting faster. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I heard that. 
And then I hadn't even mentioned it to Dad yet. And Dad's reading something. And then his head just lifts slowly. <laughs> <laughs> like a television show. It was great. It was great. But yeah, that's what she has to do. She has I to know lo- she can't go home and get slower but work on her technique. <laughs> she has to just get fast. I loved in the four by 100 meter relay uh, when Australia took the lead in like the final lap, there's like 20 meters to go. And like the, one of the Campbell sisters is like a body length in front. And the Nicole Stevens or whatever goes, don't count out the Americans. She's a distant swimmer. It's it's over. Like there's ten meters left, and then the guy at work goes, "What are they gonna do? Throw a rope in and just pull the Aussie out?" No. Like it's ridiculous. And they always say, "Welcome to the channels of seven. Oh, what does I think that even that's mean? Because that's the only Twitter handle they could get. The channels of seven. Is just it, is seven it? network? Just say seven network. You have a network of channels. I don't understand it. It's been terrible. But anyway, um, all right. Mailback question. Uh, enough Olympic outrage. This is from Tim Cummings at Tim C zero two one two. Who has the worst defensive line going into week one? I feel like this is a shot at me because the Colts' defensive line is terrible. No, that's a bit harsh. No, it is. No, it's it's yeah, the Colts. It's, it's pretty bad. Colts and then Dallas. I think with all their injuries, I think they're the they're the two that immediately come to mind. I'm trying to think of any other right. Now. Well, the Bills um, may have to start myself at left end and you at right end. With San Diego's is pretty bad without Bosa. Yeah, San Diego's is pretty bad. Yep. There you go. The Bills keep losing injuries. Yeah. No, it's hard. They got Marcel Darius and Kyle Williams in the middle, so it's tough. But the Colts, I can't really think of any studs in there besides Robert Mathis, who's 75 years old. Yeah, probably should get um, Corey Wooden to come out of retirement. The great man. The, great, the last man to ever sack Brett Favre. <laughs> the great man himself. Yeah, that, I don't know what he's doing. He should just... All right. Um, this is from Aussie Adam at Aussie Adam NFL. If Tebow is successful in Major League Baseball, how long do you think it'll be before Skip Bayless is found dead of autoerotic asphyxiation? Should we set? <laughs> Should we set the line at what? Four hours. Four, four and a half. <laughs> four and a half starts, or just hours after? But what you need to define success in the NFL, in the uh, Major League Baseball. I think making a major league baseball team is success. If he get, uh, I think if he steps onto the field, Skip Bayless found it. Right, it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, last couple of questions are from. <laughs> God, that was bad. Christopher, uh, Alaska, oh, yeah, our, our Alaska buddy, Chris, Alaska Chris. That's what we're calling I'd him. Sing for the day. He we said, tried to merge his. Well, well, I tried to merge his name into Alaskaris. Alaskaris. Alaskaris? Yeah. You sticking with it? Or Criskin? No. Alaskan? Criskin? No. No? No Kriska. good? <laughs> Kriska. Kriska. We'll or work on it. We'll also work on it. at Sing for Sing. Yeah, we'll work on it. For the day. We'll work on it. Next year, your team folds completely under mysterious circumstances. I love this. Who do you root for now? Part of me wants to say Raiders because their team is young. Yep. Um, they're in. They're hopefully moving to Vegas. And then it's easy. Like I mean, they're already in a location where it's easy for Australians to travel to. So I look at all aspects. I like that. It's tough. And they have a good. They have a good. Uh, they have a good uh, management. Exactly. Reggie McKenzie. Yeah. You're a fan. However, haircut. No. But <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's see this. So G- many... GM haircuts rank high <laughs> in your analysis here of this question. Yeah, Harry Roseman's hair is on point, but it's lit. <laughs> but Harry Roseman thinks chocolate and vanilla ice cream are the same. Mate, you can it's ridiculous. 
Uh, so well, he asked if there was um, GM ratings on Madden. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he goes. His voice is weird. It, do you think it's real? It's like, a, uh, like a. It's like a faux Fargo character. It is. It's weird. You know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but there's there's heaps of teams that I would consider. Yeah, uh, I think Minnesota comes to mind for me. Um, similar reasons to you, young team. I like the coach, Mike Zimmer. Um, I like their jerseys. I don't know, purple's cool. No. Um, and they got a brand new stadium as well, which purple. is cool. And I really like their defense. I I, I want to go for a team that has a good defense because I'm frustrated by the Colts' lack of defense. Yeah, over you years, watch so. until until like you start going for. Yeah, and or then Harrison Smith leaves, and Anthony Barr goes, and and um, Eric Kendricks retires. There's n- I wouldn't go for anyone Everson in the same Griffin. division. Yeah, you couldn't go for anyone in the same. Uh, although division. I wouldn't mind going for the Jags because I feel like they've been harshly criticised, and I kind of like their jerseys. Everyone bags out their uniforms, and I think they're all right. I like their but uniforms. Khan I don't like their helmet. Shad Khan's funny. I love that guy's moustache. So wouldn't mind the Jags, but I think Minnesota would be mine. I don't mind. I like Atlanta as well. But but I just they they're not good. They're not good. I don't mind Chicago, but they're not good either. No. Nah. Yeah. I like Matt Ryan, so I'd probably I don't like Matt Ryan. No. Nah. Not anymore. Wait and see. Smoking Jay right. Cuddy wherever he goes. Yep. Alright, last question. Oh, no, no, no. I'd go for the Jets. The J- oh, you do love the Jets. Can't believe you didn't bring that up. I do like the Jets. I don't know why. Probably just green. We'll just stick with green. I'd probably go maybe as well in the AFC side, the Broncos, Adam Gotts' poser. So I would go for that. Uh, all right, last question as well from Alaska Chris. If you had an appetite and the dollars of an NFL player just for one day, what three meals are you eating? If I had the appetite, and the appetite I'm choosing is Vince Wilfork. I'm choosing Michael Phelps. <laughs> no. Why, does that guy eat a lot? Did you see his diet? No. It was insane. Is this while he's on the marijuana or not? Yeah, no, this is um, post-munchies. Okay. No, um, yeah, those. Right. I'll go with the JJ Watt diet. Is that what you're talking about? We're going, we're going huge, like 15,000 oh, no. calories. Yeah, this is like the appetite. So Vince Wilford could eat a lot. So I would... Who's, I'm going Dennis Kelly. Okay, but <laughs> the two-meter man. That guy's got to eat. Um, do, uh, what three meals would I have? Essentially, what huge servings of meals are yeah. you after? Well, breakfast, I'd just take the big breakfast. I would just have the biggest breakfast. Bacon, eggs, hash browns, everything. Just a lot for breakfast. Milo cereal as well. I would definitely be heavy on the bacon and eggs and pancakes. Oh, God, I love pancakes so much. Pancakes would be up there very high for we me. We have a pancakes in the rocks just two minutes down the road. And um, Emma and I, every Friday night, we have what's called um, breakfast for dinner. We go and have it's bacon. Dinner. Yeah, we have breakfast. Yeah, we have bacon and eggs and pancakes every Friday night for dinner. Is that seriously? Yeah, we do that every Friday night. You guys are just so. <laughs> I cute. love my life. You guys are so cute. <laughs> um. Yep. Lunch. Oh man, this is tough. I love a good burger. Maybe like a nice big. No, let's burger. just go one of those stupid. Like, let's go one of those eating challenge burgers. Yeah. You probably die before dinner. And then yeah, for dinner I'd have like. See, that's the thing. Uh, like, I, I, when I go out to a fancy restaurant or whatever, I want that steak that's just yeah. so good. But at the same time, pizza is great, and my favorite food is lasagna. Okay. Yeah, I would take a lasagna pizza for lunch, and then for dinner, I oh, would let's have... Go. Let's go Chicago deep dish. Oh, yeah. There we go. For lunch, and then for dinner, I would have the turf and turf. A... It's just a steak on top of a steak. <laughs> Did you mean to say turf and turf? Yeah, turf and turf. Right, a explain. steak on top of another steak. Oh, well, that's great then. And then maybe throw, and a, rack of, and maybe throw a rack of ribs, pork ribs as well on there. Yeah. 
What a what a jerk of a question because there's so oh, much no, we can so eat. Good. If we did have the dollars on an NFL player, we would maybe actually be able to afford ribs and rops. <laughs> Shout, Shout out, out to our new yeah. presenting sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> ribs and rops. <laughs> rib. That's all we can afford. One rib. Mate, yeah. it's, it's a right. pricey drink. We are way, 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 way over time. Um, that's it for the show. I hope you enjoyed the preseason observations and the latest in the news. Please join our fantasy leagues and pick them competitions. And tune in next week. We might have some announcements to make about the upcoming season. Also, so. shout out to my um, dear friend Blair and her husband Luke, who are expecting. So I just want to oh, share. That's awesome. Girlfriend, sister. Yeah. There you go. Uncle Woot. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see how that goes. We'll lock that down. My girlfriend plays the cards, right? His butt. I got to start doing squats. <laughs> I should say her butt. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> Didn't think that through. All right, uh, so that wraps up the show That's for today, and you'll be uh, you'll be back you'll be back, and I'll also be back with you uh, next week. Mate, if, to, if uh, you ever get past these parties that you're having for your birthday, please stop it. They're insane. All right, let's wrap up the show. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jynfl, myself at Wood, etc. Find us on iTunes. Uh, maybe not Podbean from next week. We're changing things up, but iTunes and Stitcher still. So check us out. We love you. <laughs>